Hey everyone, welcome to the Search Bars Podcast Happy Hour, where we grab a seat at the bar with local wineries, distilleries, and other preparators of good times to learn about the business and marketing sides of some of the most fun enterprises in South Florida. I'm your host, Eric Ritter, SEO sommelier, and CEO of Digital Neighbor, a friendly neighborhood digital marketing and SEO company based in Tampa. For this very first happy hour, I'm welcoming Carrie and Mark Pond, owner of Gambler's Bay Distillery right here in Tampa. And they're joining me to talk about their business, their marketing, and the spirited story behind our success. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank Carrie you for having us today. And Mark. Thank you for having us. Awesome. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time here. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So there's no other option. So we're going to start off with uh, the first segment we're calling Uncorking the Bottle. So maybe, Mark, can you tell me about yourself and the family's heritage of distilling? Yes, my family's been distilling for a very long time. Originally, we came from Europe with nothing but a still that actually had our clothes in it. My family actually moved to Canada originally. We're literally the Canadians with the truck full of booze bringing it across the American border to sell to the Illinois and New York mobs. Nice. I feel like I've seen that in a movie, probably. I'm not saying it's my grandfather. It's based on someone. That's really where our heritage started. We lose track farther back. We practice it at home quite a bit. One of my grandfathers went went down to the Bahamas and uh, learned how to make rum. We Hold on. So other families, they're shooting hoops in the driveway or doing fun things, and you guys were at home distilling liquor. We're not big golfers. Okay. So everyone's got to have a hobby. Yep. And so this is what we do. We've been, there's a lot of brothers and many generations. It starts back from my great-grandfather, actually. Grandfather, father, me. So we always had a lot of competition in our family. Who could make the best? Who I could make the that. fastest? So we've just been doing it a long time. Got a lot of practical application. I yeah. got my kids doing it now, putting spices in the barrels and putting together That's botanicals amazing. for gin. Just starting that next generation. It's awesome. That's so cool. That's like such a great hobby and so unique. I don't think I've never heard that before. It's a little bit of a lost art and it's something we really enjoy doing. And we really enjoy bringing it to the Tampa Bay area and Florida in general, using some of the best Florida products has available to produce some of the, which has turned out to be some of the best spirits in the world. We've been very lucky with that. Yeah. So I interrupted you there. I think it was your grandfather who went to learn to make rum Mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. Yes. So what prompted him to want to do that? So my grandfather went down to the Bahamas to build a hotel. While he was down there, he made so much more money running rum into Florida. He just forgot about the hotel and he did that for about six months, after which he retired for the rest of his life. But while he was down there, he was a huge whiskey drinker, but there was no whiskey in the Bahamas in the 30s. There's plantain, sugar cane, lots of other things, but not a lot of wheat or barley. So he found this rum recipe that reminded him very much of whiskey. And it's aged in new oak barrels, single use, specifically after toasting. And we actually put it together and now put it out commercially. It's called uh, Navy One. And it's 114 proof Navy strength spiced rum that we put out. I love it. And I love the name Navy Strength as well, because you can, really can get the picture of how strong that is. Have you ever heard of how it becomes Navy Strength? No, I would love to I, hear I it, I think though. Mark can tell you very well. <laughs> yeah. As is traditional, people supplying militaries, always we have to check the quality. Right. So before we had hydrometers and alcoholometers and everything else we use, they used to take a spoonful of gunpowder, 
and they drizzle on top, whether it was gin or rum or whatever. And if it lit, it was Navy strength. And they would, this is how we got proofing. So it was proof that was strong enough. Mm-hmm. Now, as we move forward in time, we know that it had to be at least 57% alcohol or 114 proof in order for that to work. And that's how we get Navy that's strength. That's amazing. Very cool um, story. And that's yeah, how we get proofing, such actually. A fun fact. That's amazing. Thank you. It's so is, is Navy Strength, would you say that's your most famous recipe? It was originally our, one of our first things we put out and very famous. We put out a vodka here that ended up winning international acclaim. We make a Florida farm vodka. It uses 100% Florida, farm, Florida corn growing up here in northern Florida. And we end up entering it in some competitions and we're out for actually a best in class vodka finalist at the San Francisco Spirits Competition. Wow, well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, that, that's not easy, right? No, in order to get a double gold, you have to have 64 judges who unanimously agree that yours is worthy. If a single one that's doesn't a agree. Judges. It's an awful lot of judges. <laughs> a lot of judges you got to convince there. Yeah, and it's all made with Florida products, and we were up for the last three best in class, yeah. and the last one from America. There was one from Britain, one from France, and us. So I want to ask a question here. So you talked about how this is a hobby, and it's fun and pleasure, but now it sounds like it's a business, right? And you guys are winning all these awards. So can you talk a little bit about that, how it went from pleasure to business there? Originally, I just wanted to get back into it. I missed what we make. Some of our products are extremely unique and different. And Carrie encouraged me to do it commercially. Which so Carrie's to blame. Yes, basically. <laughs> we have her right here. So Carrie, what I can said you he say could about not that? do it illegally in our garage because he is oh. also a physician and that he would lose his license in order to do so. Uh-huh. <laughs> so therefore, we had to go out and get our craft distilling license. Got it. And so now everything's official. Oh, everything's oh, yeah. been official everything's since been. we started Gamblers Bay. First Got time it. in four generations. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so all the generations before led up to Gamblers yeah, Bay. Yeah, they weren't so good with paperwork, so there was no way. Got it. Okay. <laughs> got it. So you got it all organized and everything there. Oh yeah. So it's been an exciting adventure. Yeah. So you mentioned Gambler's Bay. I love the name Gambler's Bay Distillery. Such a cool, unique name. Where does that come from? I think with all of our names, we put a lot of time and effort into picking really things that are really important to us. So, and I think we went ahead and we're trying to think of when you're given an opportunity to name your business, it's hard. You've yeah. got to sit and think about it for a long time. And we were really thinking, I definitely wanted to have Bay in it. We're from the Tampa. We live in Tampa Bay. This is home. This is where we're going to be. This is where we're raising our children. We wanted that to be part of it. And then there's also another piece that's we're taking a gamble, right? This is our gamble on the Tampa Bay area. And this is part of who we are. And I think that making liquor for people in an industry where Florida distilleries are very new, you're definitely going out on that cutting edge. That's how we came about that name. I love it because there's a lot of breweries around Tampa Bay, right? There, like Florida in itself is known. It's got more breweries, I think. Do you know how many do they have? I don't know, but it has a large percentage per capita compared to some other areas. Also, people like Cigar City have had a huge amount of success out of yeah. the Tampa Bay area. Um, and compared to craft brewing, craft distilling is a much more younger and right. just starting out really for the last five or six years. Seems like you're on that ground floor there of leading the revolution here in Florida. They let us start making it. We jumped on it right away. It's a good time and we really enjoy it. That's awesome. 
And I don't know if Mark had, had told you before, but we are, he definitely went to, he went to the University of South Florida and he got his chemistry and biology degrees because he grew up oh. distilling his whole life. And he tends to forget to tell people that he went and figured out how to do this. And then he grew up as a child distilling went and got a degree. And then at the time it wasn't legal to open a craft distillery in the state of Florida. So he went on to medical school and that's how he is an ER physician today. That's fantastic. Not only are you a distiller, but, and you're on both sides of it, right? So you're also helping people in the ER there. Yes. Being a local, being a craft distiller, one of the things is being responsible with drinking and all that is also just as big of a part of our platform as making excellent product and making fine spirits with local Florida products. I see both sides. And of course, we encourage people to drink responsibly. But if something happens and you need some help, we're there for you too. Awesome. <laughs> I always tell him he's a double MD. He's a master distiller and a doctor of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that before. Master I don't think distiller. there's there's not many double MDs out there. <laughs> no. I think you can probably claim that title there. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm sure there'll be some of my colleagues who are going to see this and start thinking about it. But uh, <laughs> until then, it's an exclusive crowd. I love that. So for the uh, listeners, watchers at home, you guys can see there's a great back and forth here between Carrie and Mark, right? So you guys are co-owners, but you're also married, right? Yes. So what are your roles in the business and how does the, the business impact the relationship that you guys have? I couldn't do it without her. Basically, I have a lot of technical skills, especially in the making and stuff like that. And Carrie has a lot more of the sales experience that uh, I'm lacking. He definitely oversees all of it. He is our master distiller. He oversees all of the products that are coming out. I give a lot of input on what I want as our next product, <laughs> but he definitely as helps us. Home. So yeah, and he teaches right? me a lot. He's been teaching me a lot about distilling. I want to make some of my own gins this year, next year, maybe my own rum. We'll see what comes out. I definitely oversee all of the making of the labels and all of the marketing and behind the scenes stuff that really goes into essentially running in this distillery. Yeah, so much goes into it. We already talked about you're doing two things, right? How do you balance that being a <laughs> ER doctor MD and an MD master distiller? Some days, some days not so well. <laughs> One day at a time, do what you do, what you got to do, keep everything rolling. And Carrie, it's, if, it's a team effort. So if we didn't do it together, we just couldn't get to the end. Awesome. Yeah. We're very proud of all of the things we do. We have our family is of utmost importance, and that comes number one, followed by both of our careers. And so we just try to make it and balance it all out. And we do work a lot, though. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Everyone goes, do you sleep? And we're like, yes, yeah, sometimes we do. <laughs> when our body forces us to, When our right? body forces us yeah. to, for sure. You guys you have very similar values, obviously, being married like that. And I think... That's so great being co-founders together. I had on a guest previously who talked about it's almost like a marriage when you start a business together through that co-founder, you're stuck with them, right? So you want to pick the right person. So you guys already got the marriage part out of the way before you found it <laughs> together. So I think you, know, you couldn't have found a better co-founder. Yes, I definitely yeah. agree. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's so great. It's fun too. We're in a business that is super fun, right? right? At the end of the day, Unlike his regular job, nobody's dying. Yeah, Nobody, it's right. at the end of the day, we can make different decisions. We can prioritize things differently, yeah. but we're providing a product where it brings a lot of joy and good times and memories for people. I think yeah. everyone attaches a cocktail with a time of their life that's important. And so I think we're just trying to impact those pieces. 
I love that. Yeah, seeing someone who's trying a Florida product for the first time and not aware of how many amazing things are out there, it's just a delight to see their faces try something interesting and new and not mainstream and made with a lot of care and ex- expertise. It just does make it so much more fun. Yeah, no, and let's talk about the the spirits a little bit more. I know you already talked about the awards, but I just want to come back around to that, right? So you talked about it's Florida. It's all what's pot, what Florida ingredients exist are in your spirits, right? Yes, we tried to be use as much local Florida ingredients. We strongly believe there's some wonderful things here in Florida that can make some excellent spirits. So we work directly with farmers to get some of the best products in Florida and to put them into award-winning spirits. Let's see. Should we start with one of them here? Yeah, let's see what you brought here. I love right. show and tell. Let's start with, so our vodka yep. comes from North Florida. It's made with 100% Florida corn. We distill it 22 times to make it as clean that and pure like as we can. sounds like a lot can. of times. Yes. How, much, how many times is regular vodka distilled? It's all about the distiller's choice okay. and okay. how you run it and stuff like this. We used to distill it a few micro times, but it made no difference. We just, this is as good as we could make it. But it's, it's proofed down with the Florida water. It's stored here and made locally and very much supported locally by a lot of places. Yeah. So one thing that jumps out to me from a, a personal standpoint is the sustainability. Right. right. So being 100% sustainable, I think, is amazing. Can you talk about that a little bit more? What do you guys do there? So we, through our relationship with farmers, get our corn directly from them. We then use it to make vodka, and then we ship it back to them as a cattle feed, which then they use to feed their cows. Cool. So the corn mash that comes after yeah. is, goes right back. So yeah. that doesn't have any alcohol in it, though, or are they having a good time there on the farm? <laughs> oh, yeah, they would love that. Some but crazy no. cows. Right. <laughs> We convert the starches into sugars, so it's a uh, high calorie, high protein. The farmers absolutely love it. It has zero waste. Just trying to support the environment and uh, be a good uh, caretaker of Florida as we can. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And so I also see a little gold label here. Yeah. So that's for winning double gold at San Francisco. Nice. All those judges, right? All those judges. How many was it? 62, 64? 64. 64. Gosh. So we were very honored to win that. Yeah. And then. So that's well, congratulations on that. Thank you. That's no small feat. No, you know, I always say San Francisco World Spirits Competition is like the Oscars of the spirits wow. world. Yeah. It's when we knocked it out of the park our first year that we entered. We're very happy. We're very proud. That's so cool. So that was new. We're from Florida, so we made a Florida vodka. And this is old. This is Navy One. This is our Navy Strength Spiced Rum. 114 proof, aged in new oak barrels, single use. And this is a recipe my grandfather found down in the Bahamas that we've been making at home ever since. Very oaky, sweet, much more like a bourbon with a sherry finish than a rum flavor. Although you do get more of a rummy finish with it. And it tastes just like when I was at my grandfather's table when I was (laughs) too young to drink. But it's a family tradition that we've carried yeah. on. It's been very popular, and I'm glad everyone else is starting to enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah. It I mean, makes an extremely like good as well. Rum old fashioned. That's something that's pretty new to me. You don't hear that very often. You do not hear that very often, but it definitely because it's more like a bourbon or a whiskey, you can really carry in kind of any kind of whiskey cocktail. We make a navy sour, very much like a whiskey sour. Yeah, also amazing. Most of the sugar, unlike most rums, has been fermented out. So it's oaky, a little bit of sweetness, but it makes good wit transferred into some of those whiskey cocktails. And it really makes a new version, a new twist on a classic. Nice. I love that. 
I love the bottle as well, right? It's not a, a typical kind of. That's all her right we there. We try not to pick bottles and labels that necessarily you would think that a rum would be in. So we try to pick things where it is inspired to us. So when we yeah. name products, we try to come up with the name, come up with the label, come up with the whole package and realize how it's going to really elevate the brand. Yeah. It's always hard. You don't want to put something that's a very high-end product in kind of a very low-end bottle. You've got to match that yeah. portion. Yeah. I think you guys have definitely achieved Thank you that. so much. That's great. And this is our newest product. This is our Floripina line, our Cuban-style coffee. So say, that is really dark that is liquid coffee rum. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I lived in Miami for a year and I love Cuban coffee. I grew up in Canada, but I think Cuban coffee is amazing. So we started looking at trying to put infuse that into a rum yeah. and say, how do you get coffee into rum? It, it took a little while. We had okay. to get the right coffee roasted correctly. So alcohol pulls on the coffee a little differently. So we had to get and it that's to where your USF degree comes in, huh? Yes, it does help a little bit. Okay. And we went through a bunch of people trying to get it right. Eventually we found someone with the right techniques and the right coffee roast. We were able to get it in there and it's become one of our most popular uh, products, mostly due to you don't need to use an espresso shot in uh, a espresso martini mm. because we infused all the coffee into the rum. So it's a bartender's dream. Right. Or any kind of mobile bars, anything like that, bars on the beach, anything where you don't have an espresso. Right. And even at home, it's just two ounces of this, one of vodka, half ounce simple syrup, shake, serve. Easy. Amazing. But so it's been a, it's been a little bit of a labor of love because we wanted to do something really amazing and uh, keep that Cuban coffee flavor in there. Now we have some of our friends and customers, they're just drinking it straight over ice. Which is a huge compliment. Yeah. Anytime anybody yeah. chooses to drink something straight, you know that they're, you've made something really special. Right. So Awesome. Yeah. And so doing the Cuban coffee really was an ode to Tampa has an amazing Cuban heritage right. here. So we try to keep not only Florida, but trying to keep as much of our Tampa roots in, in all the bottles that we make. I love that. And I love the name. It just... Floripina. It means beautiful Florida. Does it really? It does. Wow. I did not know that. Wow. Amazing. Thanks for bringing those in. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is great. You'll have to try it. Yes. <laughs> Once the cameras are off, trust me, we'll dig into those bottles. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So let's move on to the next segment here. We call it Perfect Pairings. So we talked about the roots, the beginning, the distillery, but let's talk a little bit more about the marketing and PR and what you do most. And Carrie, I think that's your area of expertise there. Yeah, I think for us, it was it starts with making the labels, right? So it's all goes into picking something that's really going to stand off on a shelf, making sure that we have good distribution channels, working with our partners out in the community. And our partners are restaurants and bars. The more people that we can have trying our products, the more people we convert over. We always say our biggest compliment is not the first bottle somebody buys, but the second and changing. Right. Most people are married to a brand for a very long time. So getting them just to try something new is a big deal. Sure. But I think most people come to Florida and they go to distilleries and breweries and wineries and they buy a bottle because they are just visiting. But that's right. not, for us, that is not what we're looking for. We're looking to truly convert people on a brand. So we really make it not for that first bottle, but for the second. That's our biggest compliment. 
I will say Instagram has been extremely popular for us this last year. It's new for us. We didn't grow up in a generation where everyone had a cell phone. So it definitely for us was a bit of a learning curve and needing to figure out. And I think our biggest amount of marketing that we do is showing people how they really can take our products and do it in the perfect cocktail. So I think the more ways that we can show people how to utilize our products or maybe replace something that they're already comfortable drinking utilizing our products like our we make a citrus tree Floridian gin and it makes the most unbelievable French 75. A French 75 was my favorite favorite cocktail and I'll be very honest I didn't like gin. I never did and I said I explained Mark always says there's a gin for everyone you just haven't found the right thing that you like. I don't like that super pine tree in a cup taste. That's just not my flavor profile. That's okay so he I said I've always liked a French 75 though so he went out and he truly made me the perfect gin for my favorite cocktail. Wow. So it, I don't think that I can find a better way to drink it today. That's amazing. We try to do things that also, when you can make or do anything, what do you do? What are the choices that you make? So for us, yeah. we truly are trying to elevate our own brands, even within. We probably throw out more <laughs> um, items than we would ever put in a bottle. By the time you see it in a bottle, we have been through so many different layers of trying out all of our all of our all of our spirits truly a labor of love it is a labor of love it is that's why also we're so proud of our spirits each one has put a lot of labor a lot of choices a lot of working with our working with the raw ingredients to make something truly amazing we're so proud of it when it finally gets out there yeah it's almost like having another child right it, the, the distillery <laughs> in itself is like having another child. Yes. It's a very good one yeah. on most days. It behaves well. <laughs> got it. Okay. You got, sometimes you got to keep it in line. Sometimes though. you got to keep it in line. Oh, yeah. No, but oh. for us, I think the more that we can talk to community partners, even like you, we always say everyone is our community partner. Right. The more people that hear and hear our story and what we're doing and how we're not going anywhere. We're in Tampa. We're here to stay. This is a business that we love doing and bringing it forward. And I think that for us, the more people that we can tell about what we're doing, the more people would convert it over. Yeah. So you, it sounds like it's a combination of online, Instagram, hospitality, restaurants, and bars, and then also just community outreach. Yes. Yeah. And, right. and we recently opened our tasting room over on in our facility at our actual distillery. Yeah. That was the end of August we opened that, mostly due to popular demand. So we tried to, after we won double gold, we had a lot of people wanting to come by. And we are in a warehouse just north of the airport. So it's nothing fancy, but I always say if if people want to come and have a cocktail in a warehouse on John's Road, then please do. (laughs) We put a lot of effort into making the cocktails worth it at least. So they're very much crafted around our product to just show them in the best light and just to give you the best drinking experience. Love that. Uh, We are avid alcohol connoisseurs and enjoy, we enjoy a good drink. So if you're going to come to our place, we want to do something that would, that you would enjoy. Fantastic. So people can also have that experiential approach, right? So they can come there and they can see what the, the opportunities are with the alcohol and the different things that you can make. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it seems, I just want to come back to what you said, Carrie, about the, it's not about the first, but about the, the second bottle that they buy. Giving people ideas what they can do with it on Instagram, the different cocktails seems like really has, has really been working really well for you. Yeah, I would say that definitely turned the dial. Probably the biggest is showing our product done in so many different ways. 
So trying to take all of those traditional cocktails that people are really interested in, Mm -hmm. converting it over, showing it to them in utilizing a local Florida product, but then also coming up with some brand new cocktails. Our bartenders and everything that work for us really help us hone in on those skills. We get bartenders calling us all the time with just new cocktails that they've tried and how excited they are. I feel like everyone loves to love local. They just want to find that product that's part of them. So I think once people try it and they've experimented with it and we invite bartenders from different restaurants to come in and try stuff out and really experience what local products they can utilize. That's amazing. That's really cool. If I want to go to your establishment, are you guys open to the public? Do I need to make an appointment or how does that work? It's very simple. Fridays and Saturdays we're opening. Open Fridays from 4 to 8.30, Saturdays from 3 to 8.30. Uh, most of the time we're closed just because we actually are a working distillery. So right. we have to do production. <laughs> so you basically open when the machine's closed. Exactly. Okay. Make sure everything's not too hot. And we show tours. So we show people how we do it, the equipment you use, the products we use. You're likely to see something from North Florida straight off the fields waiting on a pallet to be used. So cool. There's always, I think we usually have three or 4,000 pounds of molasses just sitting around. If it breaks, everyone should run, although you have plenty of time to get out of the way. But if you get it's stuck in sticky. it, it's just sticky. So, yeah, so we're open on Fridays and Saturdays. Probably looking to increase that at some point. But right now, we've got to run a low production. So That's you can awesome. have cocktails. Bottles are for sale. You can get a tour. Tours are free. Everybody comes in there and, and loves to look around and yeah. see the equipment and barrels and everything that we have. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to stop by. Next weekend. So no appointments. I'm just going to stop by. No appointments. Okay. I'll be there. Yes. Okay. Awesome. We're talking about your customers and do you guys get any, when you get feedback from your customers, do you take any of that into consideration for future products or what kind of, what do you think customers like most about your Gambler Bay Distillery Spirits? I would say that it's not that we take customer opinions back into making our products because we've, by the time a product hit our shelves, we've probably been through a hundred batches of it. We've test piloted a bunch of different times with our, you know, regulars that come in or different types of people. But I will tell you, we definitely keep an eye on what kind of is going on in the community and trying to, we've spent some time over in London and Berlin this past year. I feel like Europe tends to show the U.S. what they're going to be feeding in next. They sometimes they make different choices over there. So rum has been extremely popular in the U.K. and Europe for some time, and now it's starting to find its way over here. I think looking at the espresso martini craze, we definitely were like, we need to make a kind of rum that is reminiscent of Florida and brings everything about, but our own take on it. It's definitely, we're a Florida based company, so we're going to do what we're going to do, but we definitely are keeping in mind the cocktail, I think is the end result of what we're looking for. So how it comes across in a cocktail is the most important aspect for us. That makes sense. Just trying to elevate that drinking experience. Yeah. We definitely always say we would never put anything else out that we don't drink. Because we like to drink our product. We like to do the cocktails with it. We personally really enjoy craft cocktails both out when we get surprised by a wonderful bartender or when we're making them at home. Giving a spirit that can really elevate that just area is one of our major goals. Got it. So what's your, do you guys have a vision like how big you want to grow? Are you happy where you are now? Or what's next for Gambler's Bay Distillery? 
we are rapidly outgrowing the space that we're in right now. So I would say we outgrew our space some time ago. For anybody who's not from the Tampa Bay area, Tampa Bay has grown tremendously (laughs) since COVID. So I would say the population here. And so for us, it's about wanting to put ourselves in a place where we have better foot traffic, make it a little easier for everyone to get to. Because I would say... from our customers, that's our number one complaint is we're a little bit far and we're a little bit remote. We're just north yeah. of the airport. People find us, they don't, we're just in a warehouse. They gotta but seek you out. They seek us out. Yeah. And I think any way we can put ourselves in a little closer to where everybody is, that would be our number one objective. But, or we've got to go out to to more of a rural community. So it's, we're in one way or the other. Yeah. We need more room and we need it fast. So. Um, Probably our number one goal right now is finding a, a little more room. Yeah, and that makes so you mentioned Tampa's growing the community. What do you guys do to be engaged in the community? You, you mentioned a little bit. It's part of your PR marketing strategy, right? But is there anything else there that you do to engage? Yeah, we do a lot of charitable giving too. So we definitely right. help kind of work on the Tampa Bay community. We really focus on charities that are women and children and we try to support as many as we can. People can apply online for about 90 days out from their event and we can do baskets or different types of things. I think one thing when people go places that they like to bid on are any kind of consumables at any point, I think. So for us, it's our way of giving back to the community. And it's also a really good way for people to try our products. Yeah, I think that's great. That's fantastic. So what do you like most about, oh, I'm sorry, did you have a follow-up there? Nope. No, I was just just still asking about Tampa Bay. What do you guys like best about Tampa Bay? What's not to like? The weather's great. We're by the ocean. The community is excellent. It has a rich history. We don't get hit by hurricanes. Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) We really love it. The people here and just the access to all the things to do and all the different types of weather. And to be honest, the growth we find very interesting. New things are coming into our community all the time, new people, and it's just excited. It's been, Tampa's come so far in the last five years, and we really can't wait to see where it's going to be in another five. Yeah. So he's not being completely honest. He grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada. He doesn't like to be cold anymore. So he <laughs> likes no, no, no more snow more. for right. him. Yeah. No, no, no. Me and my kids, we don't do cold anymore. So uh, we don't believe in that. I think that's what brings so many people down here. And you guys are part of the growing, thriving Tampa community, which I think is amazing there. You guys are helping charities. You guys are giving back in the community. I think that's phenomenal there. I did want to ask one more time about future plans though. So you guys are talking about the space. What about products? You mentioned gin. So we'll come out with some new gins this year. We're always working on new products and everyone always says, what's your next product? And we always like to say, let me just interrupt you there. It sounds a little bit like when they talk about how Apple makes products, right? It's like behind this closed door and they make 20 different products, but only one of them actually makes it to market. And it sounds like you guys are a little bit like that too, where you're tinkering, figuring out what's going to actually work. And then you only release the best of the best. we are always tinkering. We are always, always thinking about yeah. a new product. We are always trying to come up with what we think might be something fun or interesting, or we look at the market and see what is the market missing also yeah. that might be elevated or how can we elevate something differently? But I think that everyone asks us, what's your next product? And it's hard to tell you what our next product will be because we, we always say it's ready when it's ready. So it's our whiskey is it it's barreling it's ready when it's ready it's not we're not going to pull it ahead of time we're not going to take anything the coffee took us about a year to put together to come up with the right coffee would you if you would have asked me i would have said that would have been out 
six or eight months ago, but it wasn't, and it wasn't perfect. But yeah. you know what? It is as close to perfect of a coffee rum as you can get right now. Yeah. And when we can make the, anyway. the, comp, wow. the biggest compliment is people yeah. just drinking it over ice. Our vodka, people will just drink it over ice. That's Those are huge leaps for yeah. a craft distillery. And from Florida, such a small, such a yeah. new to the market place. I think that's fantastic. You guys brought the different bottles there. If you, you did a fantastic job talking about them and really wetting my palate here wanting to try them. But what about the listeners at home, people watching this? How can they learn more about your specific spirits? Can they go to your website, follow you on Instagram? What's the best way to kind of learn more? Obviously, besides coming to taste it. Of course, coming to taste is always the best. And that yeah. way we don't, but Instagram we're, and social media, we are extremely active on. Probably the first place you're gonna see something new or coming yeah. out, as well as whatever creations we have coming out with our products. We are currently moving out throughout the whole state. So we'll be available in most of your lo local liquor stores, as well as online throughout the whole country, probably very soon. Wow. Yeah, that'll, um, be, on, that'll be on Reserve Bar. Yeah, we can't ship directly, but on Reserve okay. Bar, which is an online retailer, that will be pushed out there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, and can I do a subscription to online? We to, wish. We I wish. Yeah. I'm saying tongue in cheek because <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Yes, we would love that. We work within the laws that are allowed. And uh, unlike wine, we go through a three tier system. Yeah. You have to buy it from a retailer, whether that's an online retailer or your local liquor store. And we are a unique product. So we do appreciate those local retailers who have really taken a shine to craft liquor and has started to promote us out there, trying to support us and tell our story even when we're not there which we always appreciate. So let's talk more about Gambler's Bay Distillery. If people want to follow you on Instagram, what's your handle? It is at Gambler's Bay Distillery. Okay, very simple. Very Out of simple. It. No, so no one else has taken it before you? No. Nobody else. We no make weird sure. underscores or ones. No, or we make sure to only pick names where nobody else can have them. <laughs> yeah. Was that part of the process? It is part of all yeah. of our process. Even for yes. all of our names, the liquor industry, there's a lot of trademarking and whatnot that goes into that because... Not only are we selling locally, we're working to sell internationally as well. So there is having to look at all of those different laws and regulations and what can be put on mm -hmm. labels and not put on labels. And we try to take in mind not just our dreams for the distillery or not. While we are a local brand, we are right. definitely looking both statewide, nationwide and international. I love that. So you need to you're thinking locally, but acting globally. Yes. Right. So you guys are already ready to take over the world. Which really surprised me that Navy One was not taken previously. That's that name is just is so unique, but yet seems is so easy to remember. And, and that's basically why we came around to yeah. that because we wanted something, something we've done very hard work putting an excellent spirit into the bottle, and we wanted to have a name that's easy to remember and people can recall and reorder and as many times yeah. as they would like. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. We definitely name all of our different spirits have their own name and we just don't name it after Gambler's Bay Distillery. Got so it. that has okay. always been part of our process from the very beginning. We wanted to be able to have different brands within different lines. We have the Floripina, which is coffee. We also have under the Floripina line, we have a pineapple, a strawberry, mm. a white, and we have a guava as well. And you guys are making me thirsty. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's next for you guys. I'm so excited. You're always thinking of something new. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here at the search bar, both of you. And this was the first happy hour special on the, the search bar podcast. And again, you can find out more about Gambler's Bay Distillery at gamblersbaydistillery.com. 
or at Gambler Bay's Distillery on Instagram. We'll add the links to find them directly in the episode description. And of course, if you have any SEO or digital marketing questions, feel free to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. As the CEO of Digital Neighbor, you can probably tell I love talking about spirits and SEO. We hope we filled your glass with digital wisdom, and we're looking forward to seeing you next time on the search bar. And Mark, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me here. I had a blast, and I can't say enough how excited I am to have you guys here in the Tampa Bay community. It was just wonderful to be here. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks to both of you.